0: The Productive Woman, Episode 156. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're talking about helping our kids be more productive. You'll find more information and links for resources and uh, references that I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 156. This episode is brought to you by Alt-MBA and FreshBooks, Alt-MBA is the leadership and management program Seth Godin created as an alternative to a traditional MBA program. Check that out at altmba.com slash productivewomen. FreshBooks is the online accounting software that I personally have used for over a year now. I They are a sponsor of the show, but I pay for my uh, FreshBooks account. Uh, because it's just, it's worth every penny. And they are offering you, as a productive woman listener, a free 30 day all access trial. So you can find out for yourself just how helpful and how really usable FreshBooks is. You try that out by visiting freshbooks.com slash woman. If you run a small business and I don't know, if you're anything like me, the money part of it is not the fun part. And keeping track of the financial health of your business is one of the biggest challenges. FreshBooks was redesigned this year to make it easier, to help entrepreneurs and small business owners deal with that challenge efficiently, effectively, and just get back to the parts of the business that we love. It's not only easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. I love the simple intuitive invoicing system that it has. You can customize the invoices with your um, your business's logo and colors, and FreshBooks monitors those invoices uh, when they've been sent, when they've been received and viewed, when they've been paid. So when you log into your FreshBooks dashboard, you can see at a glance just where things stand in your business. This is in addition to features like expense tracking, time tracking, and just so much more. It's really just a great tool for managing your business finances. As I said, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to Productive Woman listeners, and all you have to do to claim it is just go to freshbooks.com slash woman and be sure to enter the Productive Woman in their How Did You Hear About Us section. All right, let's get right to, uh, this, this episode's topic. It, as I'm recording this, it is back to school time in the United States. It's a time when schedules change, routines start to change. It's a great time to rethink your routines and how you're kind of managing things. I thought I'd do a little back to school mini series, starting with giving some thought to how we can help our kids be more productive. And a, a lot of thoughts came to mind here. I'm certainly not an expert on this. I, I uh, kind of assembled some of my thoughts, some things that I did. My kids are grown now, so they're out on their own. And I, I do have the advantage of seeing that they are um, productive members of society. So at least some of the things that I did seem to have worked. But I also went out and did some research looking at what some experts say. Uh, as a backdrop to all of this, you know, the first thing I thought about is what does it mean to help our kids be more productive? And for me, everything kind of has to start with uh, applying our definition of productivity to our kids, the the way we define productivity here at The Productive Woman, not just accomplishing things that they care about, but making a life that matters, and how do we do that? how How do we help our kids, whatever their ages, do those things? not just get the things done that they need and want to do, but but in general, teaching them how to make a life that matters. I think we have to start when we're considering the approach to teaching or training our kids, um, to be we start with being very clear on what we want, um, and asking those the questions about them, that I've talked about in the past uh, that we should ask ourselves. These are, in, in some cases, questions that I learned from the guy who used to train my horses. It's his approach to, to horse training. And I think it applies so well to our own productivity, our own making a life that matters, and as well uh, to deciding how to help our kids be more productive. And the very first question is, what do you want in in our um in applying it to ourselves we i've asked you many times to think about what kind of person do you want to be? what kind of life do you want to live that's the starting point for setting goals so apply that question to um to this this idea of helping your kids be more productive. What do you want for them? What kind of person do you want your child to be? What kind of life do you want them to live? But also specifically going from that, what would you like your child to do? What skills, what would you like them to learn? What habits would you like them to develop? And we're going to discuss a little bit of that more later uh, but that's the first question, knowing what it is you want. Do you just want a break? Do you just want some help around the house? That's one, um, you know, one guideline to, to start from. But do you want something more than that? Do you want your kids when they leave your home to be ready to be happy, healthy, productive members of society? And what would that look like in your mind? Because that's, that's the starting place, knowing what you want, um, w- what outcome you want, has to be the starting place for uh, developing a plan, so to speak. Uh, the second question in in this ser- uh, series of questions is, is what you want realistic? Is it possible? Is what you want for your child possible? Is it something they're capable of? And the third question is, can you communicate what you want in a way that your child will understand? It, it does little good to have a goal in mind if we can't communicate, whether it's the end goal, the end result we want, or the how to do it piece of it, if we can't communicate it in a way that our child can understand. So those are some things that we need to think about from our perspective. What matters most to you in your child's life and development and why? Um, what's the long-term objective here and that determines the short-term steps that you take. Um, A lot of this is about creating habits. Which habits do you want to create for your child and why do you want to have them? Knowing our why is so important. Uh, It's what keeps us going in pursuing our own goals. And I would think the same thing is true in raising our children and in helping them to become more productive. Obviously, as we're thinking about how to help our kids be more productive, we need to keep in mind the differences between the various ages and developmental stages. And there are tons of resources that can help you um, evaluate what your child is capable of depending on his or or her age. And you know, what a toddler can do is different from what a teenager can do. And so obviously in, in a, 30 or 40 minute episode of the podcast. I'm not going to be able to cover every little thing that you could teach a child to do uh, to across the spectrum of, of the ages, but keep those things in mind. Look for those resources that, if you're not sure what your child is capable of, um, th- those resources that are out there to help you. Uh, figure that out, and I'll share some some links in the show notes for this episode uh, for some articles and things that I found that were I thought were helpful. The bottom line, I think, is to to be intentional about developing uh, helping our kids develop those life skills that will make them more productive. Uh, both in the sense of getting the things done that they care about and the things done that you want them to care about, but also in making a life that matters as they learn to define it. So like uh, so many things we've talked about in recent months, it it starts with awareness and, and then intentionality. Being aware of what we want for our children, being aware of what they're capable of and honestly, I, in my experience, they're capable of probably more than we think they are, but being aware of that and then being intentional about it, uh, helping them develop the skills that they're going to need, both developmental skills and um, very practical skills. And so some of the things that I talked to, uh, or thought about as I was preparing for this episode were really some of the developmental skills, life skills that our kids need in order to be productive in the senses that we talk about it. The first one I thought about was planning, learning how to plan. Uh, One article I read said, planning is the thinking skill that helps an individual develop strategies to accomplish goals. It helps a child to think about how to complete a task before attempting to begin it. Uh, So planning ahead, teaching them how to think ahead and plan to accomplish something that you want them to do. And another article, and this was from a a website called learningworksforkids.com, and I'll put links in the show notes so you don't have to remember them if you're driving. Um, one of their articles gave uh, some tips, some simple activities for helping kids develop planning skills. One of their ideas was to create a master calendar of events to help your child plan ahead. And you can let the child, they suggest letting them personalize the calendar with graphics or stickers or doodles or whatever. It should include all the important events, meetings, games, and deadlines. And I thought this was a great idea. We've talked about this on the show before about the importance of having a calendar. And, And for us here in the United States with school starting up again, the schedule gets Filled up pretty quickly, or it can, and so uh, we 've talked about having a calendar somewhere when when my kids were young, we had a calendar, a big calendar on the refrigerator that had big squares in it, and every activity of everybody in the family went on that calendar and I used to tell them if it 's not on the calendar it 's not happening, um, especially if your kids are younger, where you need to be involved in getting them where they need to go. Uh, this is just, and especially if you have more than one child in your family in different ages and stuff, having one place where all these activities go can go a long way to helping manage the schedule and getting the kids involved in that. That, I think that's the point of this tip from, from this website was to have this calendar for your child, even if it's only, you only have one child develop a calendar, put all their upcoming events and activities on it and teach them to look at it. So it shouldn't be just something that you're looking at, but bring them into the process of looking at it. Let them put stickers for big events or however they want to personalize the calendar, but get them in the habit of looking at that calendar, looking ahead to, you know, what's happening next week. Uh, what's happening next month? What do we need to do to prepare for this event to be successful. So I thought that was a great idea. Another tip that they had was to create checklists with your child of items that are needed for various activities and events. So um, their example was if a checklist for baseball practice might include a bat bag, a baseball bat, a glove, a hat, cleats, and a water bottle. These lists they say can be posted in their room or wherever the equipment for a given activity is kept. So again, this is teaching them to plan, to think ahead, get them involved in preparing this checklist. So sweetie, what do you need? You've got baseball practice on Wednesday. What are you going to need to take with you? Let's make a list of that and post it so that we don't forget anything. That's teaching them that skill of thinking ahead and planning ahead. Uh, another tip that this um, this article suggested was to have your child plan a day trip or an outing and assist them in uh, identifying what will be needed for the event. So if um, they, you know, their example again was if the child wants to go to the zoo, um, help them think through what, what they could do to make that a really fun trip. Uh, print out a zoo map from the computer, look at the exhibits that are there and help them um, prioritize which exhibits they want to make sure they see. And finally, this article, well, it's not the last one, but the last one that I wanted to share was uh, they suggested making homework a part of your family's regular routine by establishing a consistent schedule. Um, And they, they suggest maybe you'll want to divide homework time into two blocks, one right after school, one after dinner, and have your child identify what they hope to complete during each block. So the point is to get them involved in the process, talk them through it. Uh, and, And kids, even kindergartners and preschoolers can get involved in this to some extent. And certainly your teenagers can be doing these things The older they get, obviously, the more of it they can do on their own. But if you haven't worked with them on this before, people aren't born knowing how to do this stuff. And so part of our job as parents is to help them develop this skill of planning that will help them to be more productive in both senses, getting the things done they need to get done, you know, showing up at baseball practice with all their gear or getting their homework done on time or whatever, but also a a skill that they will need in order to make a life that matters. As they grow and develop a vision of what they want their life to be, they're going to need this skill of planning in order to, um, to be able to accomplish those things and create that life similarly the uh development developmental skill or i categorized it as a developmental skill of organizing there are things we can do to help our kids organize uh, if and and it really all these things come down to getting them involved in the process teaching them how having them work with you as you um sort through their toys and come up with a plan to um, to store them or to organize them so that that the playroom or their bedroom is not a disaster area, um, our previous guest, Lisa Woodruff, at organized three sixty five has tons of resources for uh not just helping you get organized but ways to help kids or uh, get organized and i 'll try to remember to uh put a link to particular Episodes of her podcast or pages on her website where she's got some tips for helping kids get organized and develop that skill Um, Another skill that they're going to need that you can help them with is problem solving and um I am I, try not to have this episode be a, a two hour long one, so I'm not going to go into detail on all of these, but I will have some resources, some articles and things that I'll link to in the show notes that have some great um, tips, uh, activities that you can do with your kids to help them with problem solving. It comes down to not doing it all for them, but modeling it for them and doing it with them as they run into an issue where there's, say there's a conflict with a kid at school, brainstorming with them um, ways to solve that problem Um, and, and getting them involved in thinking through it and thinking rationally about it. Such a crucial skill for us as adults, something that people aren't necessarily born with, but that we can help our kids develop to be more productive. One that I, I thought was really good is is learning to see other perspectives. I think this matters in so many ways. It It's uh, a lack of the ability to view the world through other people's eyes is at the root of so many things going on in our society today, the wars on Facebook and all of that among adults. Uh, among kids, I really think this is, uh, the, this uh, inability to see another person's perspective, uh, is at the root of bullying. Um, because if we could see, if a child could see the experience from another person's perspective, they would, I think be less likely to be involved in bullying, it's certainly crucial to success in business as we get older. There's an article in Psy- from Psychology Today that I thought was uh, really good, um, had some great tips and ideas for helping our kids learn to, to see things from another perspective. And it talked about how um, in order to be successful in in business, in the business world, as an employee down the road, our kids are going to need to be able to understand the needs and perspectives of bosses and coworkers and customers. And so this is a skill they need to develop as children. Um, And it doesn't come naturally to all of us. Uh, It's something that develops over time. And so this uh, Psychology Today article shared some things Uh, some ideas of things that you can do even with preschoolers who maybe aren't showing any signs of understanding that other people may have a different perspective and different feelings than we do about a given situation. And this article recommended pointing out the emotions of others, Um, show the child when another child is crying and talk about how that child might be feeling and why, why the child is crying. Um, Uh, Read books and talk about how the characters may be feeling in the book. Identify the emotions and then talk about why the character feels that way or how you know what emotions that character is feeling. Uh, This article suggests that you talk about your own emotions, label them to the child throughout the day. Um, you know, I'm feeling excited right now because this is happening. Talk about why you're feeling the way you are. I'm feeling sad because um, things didn't go well at my job or, you know, whatever that, if you have negative emotions, you can talk with your child about what would make you feel better, things that you can do to improve your emotions. Because as we've talked about before, and as, um, you know, Brooke Castillo talks about in her life coach, a school podcast. Our emotions come from the thoughts that we're having. And I think this is a crucial thing to teach our children, um, to learn how to manage our own emotions. But again, talking through your emotions, pointing out other people's emotions helps children to learn that, uh, the world isn't always just the way they see it, that everybody doesn't feel the way they do and to learn to empathize and understand other people's perspectives. Um, and, and here you get another suggestion that this article had that I thought was good both for learning to see other perspectives, but also a problem solving thing is to help the child brainstorm ideas to help someone else feel better. So if another child is upset, asking your child, what could you do to help, you know, little Susie feel better help? uh, What could you do uh, if they, a child got hurt, how can you help and brainstorm that? So again, that I just thought that was some great ideas. I'll link to that article um, in the show notes as well. And again, you'll find the show notes for this episode at um, theproductivewoman.com slash 156. And I'll have a number of articles listed there in case you want to learn more. Um, And the the final developmental skill that I thought was important to helping our kids be more productive um, are communication skills, both expressing and listening, learning to um, uh, express what they're thinking, uh, learning to listen to other people uh, one article said failing to teach proper communication skills so, could socially limit a child for a lifetime. Um, so communication skills like making eye contact, th- this is a real challenge for some kids. And for those who are like many of us who are, are introverted to begin with, that's a challenge, but it is a skill that can be learned. I I have Uh, a son who had a really hard time with that. And we tried little things. He was very shy and withdrawn and had a hard time speaking up. And so we would do little things like when we were at McDonald's, have him go to the counter and ask for more ketchup or something like that. And, you know, it would, it was hard to watch because that was hard for him. Um, but we were nearby and we would kind of stand there and watch and as and teach, kind of talk through, okay, when you get up there, step up to the counter and look at them and, and, and say, may I have some more ketchup, please? And, and it was a skill that he developed over time. And so making eye contact, learning to speak clearly and correctly, learning to take turns and not interrupt, uh, learning to pay attention to what the other person is saying and respond appropriately. And learning how to enter a conversation politely instead of, you know, we've all had this experience when we were talking with a friend or, or someone at church or whatever, and having a child run in and, and burst into the room and interrupt the conversation. Kids can learn not to do that. Kids can learn a, 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 that uh, there's a correct way to join a conversation that uses good manners. We can demonstrate that, we can teach it. Um, and so those are just some of the skills, the communication skills. Um, again, I'll post a link to an article, a couple articles that have some ways that we can help our kids, um, learn better communication skills. So those are some of the, what I'm calling developmental skills that will help our kids be more productive, uh, learning to, to plan, learning to organize, problem solving, Uh, and communication all I think are uh, uh, in learning to see other people's perspectives. The practical skills that we can help our kids learn um, to be more productive I think kids need to learn how to clean obviously we're not born with that skill and some of us as adults are better at it than others but our kids from a very young age can get involved and learn how and you know they start it starts when they're Small doing it alongside them. Uh, They can learn to do laundry. I wanted my kids before they left home, including the boys, uh, to know how to do basic laundry because when they go off to college or, you know, move out on their own, you're not going to be there to do their laundry. I like doing the laundry for my uh, family that's left at home, my husband and my college age son. But they have to know how to do it for themselves. And so teach them how by getting them involved. Uh, Simple cooking skills are important. And again, it's working alongside you, having one kid at a time come in and help you cook dinner or, you know, maybe they they help, I don't know, shell peas or uh, open cans or, or whatever. The little skills that they can learn little by little until they get, you know, by, by, mid-elementary school and certainly by middle school, kids should be able to maybe take responsibility for one meal a week. Um, And again, this is something they're going to need to do um, as adults. And why not start helping them? Similarly, learning how to do the shopping. And so having them sit down and add to the grocery list with you and go to the store with you and um, giving them part of the list to help go you know, go, go get the, go get me a five pound bag of potatoes or, or whatever. So those are skills that is important to, to teach your kids and learning and studying. Obviously their primary job while they're young is their education and learning how to learn, uh, learning how to study. Those things are not uh, innate characteristics or, or skills that we have And we can teach those things to them. And there's lots of resources to help them do that. So just a few thoughts. So those are the skills, I guess, um, that I think are important that we be teaching our kids. Again, I'll share links to some articles with resources that will help you with some of those things. Some thoughts in general for helping our kids be more productive. I think number one is to let them contribute to household life. We... We taught our kids growing up that um uh you know our our household was not a welfare state, everybody should contribute something uh, and so they had chores to do that were not they didn't get paid for um they got allowances um but they were for. Uh, those were for extra things. There were kind of things that were above and beyond that we would pay them to help us with, but basic chores of setting the table and cleaning their own bathroom or cleaning their own room and things like that were not, we didn't pay them for those things. We, we taught them that that was part of being part of a household, part of a family that we all had chores. We all had ways that we contributed and, um, it helped them, it did a couple of things, helped them feel like they were making a contribution, helped them develop those skills we were talking about of cleaning and and. Uh, how to do laundry and cook and all those sorts of things. And I encourage you to start when they're young because, you you know, nobody thinks cleaning is fun except a toddler. Uh, My little granddaughters, when they come over, they think it's fun to take the little Swiffer duster thing and go around and dust. Um, If they happen to be here, you know, on a Saturday morning when I'm getting some house cleaning done, if I didn't get it done during the week, then they want to help they like to fold clothes or help me load things into the washing machine uh, and and kids love to do that kind of stuff they think it's fun uh, in some cases when our kids were little um, they had a little we had a little child-sized broom and dustpan that they thought it was fun they you know they didn't do as good a job as as I would but they they enjoyed it they felt like they were contributing and they were learning that part of what it takes to keep a household running. So let them contribute, give them chores to do, give them uh, so that you can teach them the skills and let them be part of the process. Let them own the process, give them options. Um, One of the things that we did with our kids when they were all home is when we had a cleaning day, I would make a list of everything that needed to get done. Uh, and really break it down one, you know, by room and every, step by step, each each ch- task that needed to get done to get the house clean. And then I would let them take turns choosing which ones they wanted to do. So I, I'd make this master list. I'd put it on the kitchen table. I I had, you know, five kids. So they, to pick who got to, to choose first, I would have them pick a number between one and 15 and whoever was closest got to go first. And they would take turns putting their initial by a chore that they were going to take responsibility for. Uh, And they would just wrote, you know, keep taking turns until everything was spoken for. And I mean, I would, you know, I would put my initial by the ones that I was going to do. And once everything, every chore or every task on that list was spoken for, then I would take a, a minute and create a separate list for each kid of which tasks they had claimed and then they would go to it and start do you know, do one task and cross that off the list. And they would just go through their list until they had everything done. That, you know, they don't, didn't love cleaning house any more than anybody else did, but they liked that process because they had some control over it. They, they owned it. They had chosen the tasks. Obviously the icky ones were the last ones chosen, but still they, they got to choose. And I, I really found that effective and helpful. Um, uh, one tip that I wanted to share from the the Productive Woman F- Community Facebook group, because we had a conversation about this uh, in the group, a couple different conversations have come up. Dusty shared that one thing that she's kept up with for over a year is a contribution system for her kids. She said she had tried everything and this is what worked for them. Um, she um, She has a a list of tasks kind of around mealtime. So loading the dishwasher, putting food away, um, clearing the table and checking that everything's done and, and mopping up the floor. So there were kind of four sets of tasks around dinner time. And she says she rotates the names each Monday morning and each of them keep that job, whatever that job is that their name is beside that's their job for the week. Um, and they call this their, she says, this is their family contribution. We don't call them chores. So it's similar to what I was just saying, um, with Dusty's permission, she actually posted a, a picture of the chart that she has and kind of how she makes it work. And I'll share that in the show notes. So, cause I just thought it was so great. I got her permission to do that. But the point is to let them own the process, let them be a part of it. Tanya in the Facebook group shared that one of the things she's found really helpful is having a scheduled family meeting every Sunday night to discuss the week ahead, who's doing what on each day. Uh, she, they have a 16 year old and an 18 year old. She says this also helps them have some responsibility in the family team. They've been doing this for a couple of years. She says it helps her sort her head out and make sure things don't get forgotten. So I thought that was such a great thing. Uh, Tanya, thanks for sharing that. Uh, so you're you're going to let them contribute, give them things that they can do to be part of the 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 family running of the family uh let them own the process by giving them options and Give them some grace. Don't insist that everything be done exactly the way you would do it. Give up on perfectionism and keep perspective as to what's really important. This was hard for me. I'm a little bit of a uh, uh, neurotic about how things are done. And in my head, there is a proper way to wash dishes, for instance. And I taught my kids the proper way to, as I see it, to wash dishes. Uh, But then I had to learn to set them up and then leave the room and let them get it done. And they might not do it the way exactly the way I wanted it done. But the point is they were contributing. They were learning to be uh, helpful and productive. And I, you know, it was something I didn't have to do. It took a little bit of the load off of me. Um, so again, the small kids may not dust as well. They may not set up their desk the way you would for studying. You can teach them your system, but give them some grace to, to do it maybe less than perfectly as they're learning. Teach them to be self-motivated. Let them experience the consequences of their choices, including choices to not do what they're supposed to do. Um, one article I read said it well, avoid nagging your child to get their chores done. If you nag your kids, they're less likely to take responsibility to remember what they have to get done. Instead, provide consequences if they don't pro- complete their chores on time, nagging is, and, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to admit that I was not good about this when my kids were young. I, I don't want anybody to think that I did think I did it all right, uh, because I, I made lots of mistakes in raising my kids. And nagging probably was one of the, you know, one of my weaknesses. Uh, And I, especially with my older kids, there's kind of a gap uh, between my older and younger kids. I think we learned better as with the younger kids, to to not nag them, to uh, make it clear what the expectations were, have the list of what they're supposed to do or whatever, um, and just let them bear the consequences if they don't didn't get them done. Um, certainly, the older your kids are, the less you should bail them out. So this is simple things like um, you know kids getting the the call from kids who didn't remember to take a book to school or who forgot something they were supposed to do. And mom, would you bring this to me? Um, as they get older, the answer maybe should be, no, you're, you're going to have to live with the consequences of not bring taking that paper with you that you were supposed to turn in today. Um, that's how we learn. We learn from the consequences of our actions, most of us. And you know, when a kid is young and they're still learning, Certainly, we bail them out a little more and we step in and help out. But the older they get, I think the less we should be doing that. Certainly be their role model. If you want your kids to be uh, more productive, model the productivity skills you want them to develop. Let them see you writing things down. That's, you know, one of the key things for um, the getting things done system and the way we talk about productivity and getting our stuff done, writing everything down, getting it out of our head. Let them see you do that. Let them see you checking things off. If you want them to develop a, a habit, a skill of planning and and evaluating and doing a weekly review, let them see you doing it. And maybe in the beginning, do a weekly review with them. Like we talked about, uh, Tanya's weekly meeting or, or some of these other things where we sit down and look at the week ahead, do it with them, let them see you doing it and talk about the, the benefits of it in your own life. Certainly communicate with your kids. Um, we, I talked a little earlier about the communication skills that we want our kids to develop to be productive citizens and productive human beings. We need to communicate with them. Uh, I thought this was, I, I ran across this quote. I don't even remember why, but Ellen Coleman, who was formerly the chair and chief executive of DuPont, uh, somewhere said with kids, they don't do what you want them to do when you want them to do it. And organizations don't necessarily either. Uh, she's kind of a comparing parenting and, and running an organization. She says, you've got to listen. You've got to learn how to influence. And that's, I think the point I'm trying to get at here is that we can teach our kids, uh, but if we want to influence them, we've got to learn to communicate with them, We've got to learn to listen, to understand where they are, uh, not to make excuses for them, but to, to really understand where they are at any given moment and communicate to them back, uh, as we talked about clear back at the beginning in a way that they can understand, learn to, to influence them by our actions, by them knowing that we care I, you know, I've said this before. I think in the episode where we talked, uh, uh, I forget which episode it was. I'll put a link in the show notes where I talked about what I know about raising kids, and and the main thing I know is that kids are resilient, and and knowing that them knowing that we love them makes up for a lot of mistakes, and and so learning to communicate with them in a way that they can understand will help them develop these skills to become the kinds of uh, productive and responsible citizens that we're trying to r- raise. I certainly don't have all the answers when it comes to kids, uh, helping kids be more productive. I know a few things that worked for me. I've shared a couple of those. I've shared a couple of uh, ideas from some experts that I ran across. Uh, but what do you think? How do you help your kids, whatever their ages, be more productive? I would love it if you would share your tips, your best practices, your ideas, what's working in your household to get your kids involved, to help them develop the skills that they need. Uh, As always, there are a number of ways you can share your your ideas and some feedback on this episode, uh, whether it's uh, ideas or tips or questions about how how to do it better, you can share those in the comment section of the show notes for this episode. And again, you find that by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 156, or you can post a comment or question on the Facebook page or even better in the Productive Woman Community face, um, Facebook group. If you're not already a member there, definitely um, go to the slash group click on the join button, be sure to answer um, the the simple questions that I have there. When people ask to join the group, I ask a couple of very simple questions, won't take you, but you know, 15 seconds to answer them. But it's really important as more and more people are wanting to join the community. I want to be sure that the folks who are joining there actually are women who want to be part of a community and not lurkers or trolls. Uh, Sadly, there are people on Facebook who um, who are, you know, just go into groups to cause trouble. Uh, and I don't, or to promote some business thing of theirs. That's not what this community is about. We have such great conversations in there and I'd love to have you be part of it. So help me know that it's safe to let you in by answering those questions. If you want to share your your thoughts about this episode with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com uh, or leave a voice message on the website or on the Facebook page. There's a button there. You can leave a voice message. If you've got a great tip for helping kids be productive, go there and leave a voice message. I'd love to do an episode, um, you know, later on this season, maybe that shares kind of a compilation of your best tips for helping kids be productive. And it's easier to do that. If you, if you uh, leave a voice message, then I can play that right on the, on the episode. Uh, So I look forward to hearing from you. I wanted to say a quick thank you uh, to someone who left a nice review in iTunes. I love seeing the feedback and the reviews. It really helps me know whether I'm on point. Recently, Jess Robertson 22 from Australia said, Love this podcast. Says, I can't get enough of the Productive Woman podcast. Thank you for the information, the inspiration, and the tools in these podcasts. So professional, and I highly recommend it. I've been sharing with all my friends so they can enjoy it too. Um, thank you so much, Jess Robertson, 22. I, I really appreciate those kind words. Uh, before we we step out, I do want to say a, a special thank you to our our. Uh, sponsors for this episode. If you've got a goal professionally of seeking a promotion or building a business that requires you improving your leadership and management skills, definitely check out Alt-MBA, a sponsor of this episode. Alt MBA is an intensive leadership and management workshop that brings you together with leaders in a variety of fields, both freelancers and employees at major corporations. And you're put together in teams to work on hands-on projects, actually applying the concepts you're learning and building a portfolio of work that demonstrates your increasing skills and knowledge. So this isn't about sitting and watching a bunch of videos uh, which is probably why, unlike many online courses, Alta MBA has a very high completion rate. Most of the people s- who sign up for Alta MBA actually complete it. And uh, the the reviews of the program by the people who've participated are really pretty awesome. So if you're a busy person who wants to learn and grow as a leader and increase your impact in the world, definitely check out the Alt-MBA as a different way to level up your management and leadership skills. They're currently accepting applications for their next session. So to find out more, visit altmba.com slash productivewomen. That's altmba.com slash productivewomen. And I'll put a link in the show notes for this as well. So if you don't remember that, just go to the show notes for this episode. And for special consideration Mention this podcast in your application and tell them I sent you. Also, thanks again. Uh, don't forget to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks. Take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their amazing cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in their How did you hear about us section? And thank you so much to Alt-MBA and FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman and helping me to bring this free content to you. Finally, if whether you work from home or somewhere else, wherever you, what you're doing, if you're looking for support, ideas, and accountability in identifying and pursuing your goals, uh, even if it's your goals in helping your kids be more productive, I would love to work with you. I'd love to help you out. Visit the Work With Me page on the website to learn more about uh, mastermind groups and personalized one-on-one coaching. Um, There are new mastermind groups starting soon, but only a couple spots left. So don't wait, visit theproductivewoman.com slash services to learn more. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I do look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to your kids and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.